Okay, stop, stop, stop. Now listen, so today is the day we have finished all of our preliminary lessons that you need to know in order to move forward, right? So you'll notice as we go through this description today that I have very carefully, thoughtfully, and lovingly primed you with all the information you're gonna need in order to tackle this paper, okay? So today is the official day that we start the documentary review. So if you'll take a look at this blue paper, it's super, super easy to read, so don't worry about that. Um, if you take a look at this blue paper, this kind of divides the information in the class and helps you understand exactly how the class is broken down in terms of work and in terms of grading, okay? So far what we've been working on, shush. So far what we've been working on is just that first 20% of your grade, the uh, miscellaneous part, right? The chapter readings, the quizzes, all that stuff. That's the first 20% of your grade, the additional stuff, right? That's the classwork, the peer reviews. Today we're starting what will become the second 20% of your grade. It's the documentary review. One assignment will be 20% of your grade. One assignment, okay? And this is dictated by Weber State, not by me, okay? So what we'll do over the next three weeks is very carefully, I will very lovingly, metaphorically, not physically, because don't sue me, hold your hand through the process of writing this paper, okay? I will walk you through every step of the way. Know that I've done this before. Know that you're in good hands. And as long as you do exactly what I tell you to do, well, you're gonna be just fine, okay? Even if you're crappy at English, even if you really, really don't write well, this is gonna be a process that if you follow along with me, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna turn out a paper that's at the very minimum a B paper as long as you do everything I ask you to do. But I'm hoping we can all create A papers, yes? Not A papers, but papers that earned an A. Yes, you get it. Okay, so to that end, it's really important that you understand what Weber State requires for this paper. So if you look at this blue paper, you'll see that this is a five to six page paper. Okay, can you put your phone away, please? A five to six page paper. Keep in mind that while a six page paper might seem like a lot to you. Remember how you feel in this moment, because when you take 2010, this is gonna feel like a cute little walk in the park, like a little dancey dance, right? It's gonna be cute that you felt that way, right? But for now, you feel like it's a long paper, good. However, if you do exactly what I say, you are literally gonna have zero problem meeting that page requirement, zero. If anything, you're gonna go two or three pages over with the the information that I'm giving you. If you're going under page requirement, it's safe to assume you skip something that I told you to do. Okay? So questions already? Yes, go ahead. It does not include the works cited page. So that is Weber State's specific directive. And if you don't meet those length requirements, you will not receive credit for the class, right? Now our job is to make sure that not only does it meet the length requirement, but the words that meet the length requirement aren't excrement, right? That's the goal, right? So I'm gonna take you through that really lovingly, relatively slowly, piece by piece, step by step. Yes, so far so good. Would you stop talking while I'm talking? Oh my gosh. Okay, so far so good. Yeah, okay. This page, this paper is five to six pages. What I've done is I've broken down what is, I can only describe as a cryptic assignment description from Weber State. 
I've broken it down into, I've outlined it for you extremely carefully, right? So take a look at the yellow page that I've handed out. This yellow page is a one page outline for this paper. I've broken it down into the segments that you'll work, it, work on it in and what needs to be in each segment. If you'll turn the yellow page over, can I see you all turn it over so I know that you know that I know that you know. That's the rubric by which this paper will be graded, okay? You're gonna become very familiar with that rubric and you're gonna be fine, so don't worry about that. So turn it back over to the yellow side. <coughs> You can see side. to the yellow side, to the first side. So that first side, the one with the outline, segments the paper into little bite-sized pieces. And what we'll do is we'll write a few of those pieces and then we'll peer review it to make sure that you're on the right track and you're not off base, right? Then after the peer review, you can revise what you have, then you'll write the second half of the paper and then we'll peer review it again and then you'll revise it and turn it into Weber State. Does that make sense? Okay, that being said, there's more scaffolding in place as well, right? So for each segment, before you even go to write it, typically type type, right? I will have you create an outline or like a graphic organizer for each section. So when it comes time for you to write it, you're not panicking about the content of it, you're just concentrating on the writing part, right? Because you already have the information piece already set. So before we even start writing it, we're gonna outline the individual sections of it using this paper. So this paper, I have segmented in, into all the pieces that you're required to have for each section in the documentary review paper. So as long as you fill out this paper beautifully and thoroughly, you're gonna be all set when it comes time to writing, okay? And the other beautiful piece is that I will be looking at these before you start writing. So if you're way off base or you're just not getting it, you'll know before you even start writing. Does that make sense? So far so good? Okay, you'll know way before you start writing. Then there's also the peer reviews and revision processes, right? Here's the other thing though. If you're the kind of person who looks at this yellow paper and says, how am I supposed to take this one yellow paper and turn it into a six page paper? I don't know how to read that. Well, you're in luck because I really like to hold hands metaphorically, don't sue me, right? So go to that white packet, the white packet that says the detailed writing outline. Yes, this is an eight page outline for a six page paper, right? So it quite literally spoon feeds you every single piece of every single section of every single part of this paper. So if you're really not feeling it with that yellow outline, you can go through this big fat mama outline and it'll tell you exactly what to do step by step and in what order to do it, okay? So you're gonna be okay as long as you just do exactly what I say. So far so good, yes? Okay, yeah. So the reason why we grabbed four of these is that because there's the fourth body section? Not quite, okay. let me get to that real quick. So if you look up here on the board, um, one of the requirements for this paper is that you have three sources, one of which needs to be a formal documentary. I've already selected that documentary for you. We are gonna view it in a unified manner, right? Then it needs to include two editorial reviews of said documentary, right? I think Weber State wanted you to find your own reviews, but here's what I think. I think we don't need to create more work for ourselves than we already have. So what I have done is already selected 10 editorial reviews from which you will pick the two that you will write about, right? So you don't, at least you don't have to find them, right? 
So this paper will be about a documentary and the two documentary reviews, and you're synthesizing and analyzing their information, okay? And I will walk you through that step by step. The four pieces of paper are one of those white pieces of paper for the documentary, one for editorial number one, one for editorial number two. The fourth one is we're gonna go through it today and practice so you know exactly what I'm looking for. So far so good? Yeah. Okay, that's the, that's the baseline. So this paper is about three sources, all of which I'm going to give you, all right? Later, you're gonna have to learn how to find your own sources and that's gonna be a whole thing, okay? But for now, we're just a baby stepping and I'm trying to minimize the work that you have for this first paper. Yes, dear? Exactly. So how many sources will be on your works cited page? Three. Right. Well, don't thank me yet, because on your literature review there's six, so calm down. Just 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 save all your thanks <laughs> for later. So remember on the syllabus it says that you need to create forty five hundred original words of prose, right? This is part of that, but it's a very small chunk. So if you look back at the blue paper. After you do this documentary review, what you'll do after you analyze these editorials is you'll write your own editorial. It's a very short written work, right? Then you'll write a big, big, big fat mama, right? Massive paper that's much longer than this first one. That's called a literature review. What's that? It says so right on, the, on that paper there. Okay. Yeah, she's a big fat mama, right? Six sources for that one. And then the final thing you'll turn in this class is from that literature review, you will create your own actual documentary, like an actual documentary film, right? And so all of that, I'll walk you through all the steps. Don't panic, you're gonna be fine, right? So that's the, huh? This semester, yeah. So for first semester, we'll complete the top two pieces, right? So the, for almost for the, I'm sorry, for the first term, we'll complete those top two sections on your blue paper. And then second term, the bottom three pieces will flow together pretty obviously. Like they'll go, you'll take parts from one and apply it to the next and parts from one and apply it to the next. So it seems like a lot to do, but it's really about the same amount of work, right? Okay, so far so good? Okay, so what I wanna do is show you, if you go into this little uh, presentation here, I wanna walk you through what this paper looks like and how we're gonna approach it. Well, this is a bummer. So as we're going through this process, we're going to spend a good, beautiful, luxurious, long time on this first paper because this is, it's a big fat mama, right? She needs time. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we're going to spend a while and there's going to be a lot of checks and balances in place, but that's to remind me to record this. Just know that you're probably gonna need to go over these assignment requirements more than once. You're probably gonna need to go over this PowerPoint more than once, and you'll probably wanna listen to this recording maybe again later, right? Just so you quite you understand where we're going with this, okay? So before we even start the documentary review, what we'll do is I'll give you time to create this graphic organizer for the social dilemma, which is the documentary we're watching, we're, we're analyzing, right? And I will help you choose your editorial number one and number two, and then you'll do one of these pages also for editorial number one and then for editorial number two, right? You'll turn those in, 
And once you have all of those done, you'll write a big fat mama outline for this paper and then we'll start writing. Does that make sense so far? This paper, as we said, needs to be five to six pages in length, not including the works cited page. It will be written about the social dilemma and your choice of two editorial reviews that are also written about the social dilemma. Your job is to examine the rhetoric in those three sources. What do I mean when I say rhetoric? What do I mean? Yes, dear. Is that like the ethos? So everything that's on your green paper, right? So for each of those three sources, you're going to be asked to heavily analyze the rhetoric, just like we <coughs> talked about that day in class with the games and the commercials, right? Same exact idea. We're going to analyze the rhetoric, and you're going to then synthesize the, the use of all their rhetoric. You're going to synthesize it in that paper. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be inspiring. You're going to love it. Okay. Next, you're, so you're, you're, it's going to require you to give a comprehensive analysis of each source separately and all the sources analyzed together or synthesized together. But again, I'm going to walk you through that with your cute little outline. Okay? It also needs to be written in a formal academic style. I've already taught you how to do that, right? It also needs to be written using clear and concise college level writing style that was introduced last week in class, right? Carefully formatted in MLA, we've already talked about that and we will continue to talk about it. It needs to be edited multiple times through multiple lenses, part of which will happen in class, which is that peer review process, okay? And it needs to be virtually free of errors in grammar style and formatting, which is why I forced you to download Grammarly, right? Okay. So step one, you're going to write the body of this paper. So I know this sounds weird, but I promise you're going to love me for it later, right? Look at your yellow outline for your paper. Your yellow outline here. We are going to write this paper from the inside out. In other words, we're writing the middle of the paper first. The reason we do that is it's really hard to write an introduction for a paper you haven't written yet, right? It's much easier to write the paper and then write the introduction and the conclusion because it makes them pop a lot, lot better. And it's a lot easier to wrap your brain around as well. So what we'll do is you're going to basically organize your information. You're going to grab quotes from all of your sources. You're going to have all that information ready. And you're going to basically write a little analysis for, if you look where it says uh, body that's like body section number one on it. It's below the introduction. You see that? You're basically going to write an analysis of the social dilemma, the documentary we're going to watch, right? Then, and separately, it's just separate. Then you're going to write an analysis for the first editorial that you chose. That's all. It'll be its own like little mini paper. Then you're going to write an analysis of the second editorial. That's all, right? After you do those three things, we're going to stop and we're gonna peer review it and make sure that you haven't done anything weird, right? So you're halfway through the paper, you're just gonna write little individual analyses, right? We haven't synthesized them all together yet, we're gonna peer review it. Then, from that peer review, you're gonna carefully revise your paper and then you're gonna write the other parts of it, the beginning and the end, right? So next you're gonna write the section that talks about synthesis. That's where you talk about all three sources together. But that'll come easier because you've already individually analyzed each one separately, okay? You synthesize them all together, and I'll tell you how to do that. Then you're gonna write the Big Fat Mama introduction for your paper. Then you're gonna write the Big Fat Mama conclusion for the whole paper, okay? 
chapter seven that you're assigned to read before next class has all the information about this so what and who cares that you'll see on this white paper and that you see up here. It's how to write a good conclusion, essentially. Pay close attention to that because that's the one that students really struggle with, but it seems the most straightforward in terms of how to write a good conclusion. It used to be in your mind that conclusions were just restate everything you already wrote about. That's not what a real conclusion is, right? So I'm gonna, we're gonna learn exactly how to make a lovely college level conclusion. After all of that, you'll compile your works cited page, which Imad has how many sources? Three. Yes. Then you're gonna make sure that you're formally introducing your sources. You need to have three total quotes from each of your sources for a total of nine quotes. I'm gonna tell you exactly where to place those. It's gonna be beautiful, it's gonna be inspiring, and I've already taught you how to do what with your quotes? sandwich your quotes right so essentially if you're doing it right you can just string those quote sandwiches together and oh my goodness you've got a paper right I promise it's gonna write itself sort of yeah so despite what this is all sounding like mm -hmm. is it actually gonna be hard or is it gonna be mildly easier than it's what it's sounding like it depends on how good you are at this stuff for some people it's gonna be a cinch and for other people who struggle with this sort of thing it's gonna be a an uphill battle I can't predict that for you, dear. I've gotten good grades on the essay that I wrote in the day. This ain't your mama's essay, sweetie. I know. Mm -hmm. That's fine. So I think you should expect a medium, like if we're, if we're talking about steak, a medium well level of difficulty. How about that? Okay. Okay, yeah. Um, so our peer review days, are they like all one after another? Or are they like, okay, like here's a peer review day and there's like a, a day in between? Is that how it is? B. Or Okay. Yeah. So, okay. so we'll have a peer review day, you'll have a day to revise your work, to write the next, and then we'll have another peer review day. Does that make sense? And then there's that final one that's like the peer reviews will happen in class, but you'll still be expected to revise your paper and review it before you bring it to the peer review as well. It needs to be your best work when <coughs> you bring it to the peer review. Well, are you working on the essay in itself in class at times? Yeah, but you'll definitely write most of it outside of class. It's six to eight hours outside of class is, is the, the, re the requirement for this class. Questions? Again, some people like never struggle with this class and they find it easy. Other people, it was like, it was like their mountain to climb. You know what I'm saying? And I, I mean, you know yourselves better than I do, but the easier, the, the, the way that this is gonna go well for you is if you do everything I'm telling you to do. When I tell you to do it. It's gonna feel real gross and real overwhelming and real upsetting if you don't stay on track the way that I plan stuff out for you, okay? It's gonna feel <clears throat> overwhelming if you don't do what I'm asking. So again, you know there's a rubric for this. There's no surprises. You'll know exactly how it's gonna be graded. At least three people will have looked at your work before you ever turn it into Weber State for actual grading, okay? You're still expected to, on your own, before you ever bring this to a peer review, you're expected to read your paper eight different times and for eight different purposes. Checking that it measures up to the outline, that it follows the outline. Checking that the information is organized and flows well with your transitional words and, words and phrases, which we talked about. Uh, checking that it adheres to all MLA guidelines. Checking that it adheres to the rubric. Making sure that they're, you're using those annotated verbs and that there's no distracting errors in your work. Making sure that the writing is clear and concise, college level formal writing. And then, having somebody else look at it before you ever bring it in for a peer review 
because your brain doesn't show you what you wrote. It shows you what you meant, which are two very different things. And then you got to read it out loud to yourself or have someone read it out loud to you before you ever walk in here with that paper. Okay? It's got to be your 110% best work. And then with your best, we're going to make your best awesome in our peer review. So far, so good? Okay. So this is not the paper and this is not the class where you can ignore all of the wisdom that I'm sharing with you. Write it all the night before and get a good grade. Sure, you could try to write it all the night before, but that would be unpleasant, and I'm ready to guarantee that your grade will be poopy, right? I'm, the process that I'm giving you will ensure that even if you suck at writing, you're going to get a, a passable grade on this paper. Does that make sense? It's kind of foolproof unless you don't follow the plan. So far, so good. That's why the promise that I made you at the beginning of this class, even if you're bad at English, I can fix that. But if you're bad at time management, that's not something I can help you with. Does that make sense? Okay. You really do. You really are going to be happy at how well this goes for you and how fine you feel about this paper as long as you stay on track. Follow all my instructions. You'll be good. I promise. Just trust and believe the process. Okay. Many people have done it before and many people with a lot lower ACT scores than y'all have. So just, okay. That's all I'm saying. Um, okay, so with that being said, what we got to do now is practice this process before I'm asking you to run with it. It's important to know that before you come into class next time, you have two homework assignments. What's the first one, Ahmad? Uh, chapter, seven. chapter seven, and then that's the last chapter note reading for a long time. So you're welcome, but don't get too excited, okay? The, the documentary that we're going to be watching in class, we're going to analyze it really in depth. So you need to have watched it at least two times, right? That makes sense. So what I need for you to do is before you walk into class on Tuesday, you need to have already watched it and taken notes on it. Does that make sense? And I want to be very, very clear. Look into my eyes when I say this. I need you to hear me and hear me clearly, all right? When I say, Sydney, you're supposed to look right into my beautiful eyes. It's okay. Here's the thing. When I say take notes on this documentary, I do not mean fill this out and turn it in. That's not what I mean. I mean take a blank sheet of notepad and write down your thoughts about it, especially focusing on the ethos, pathos, and logos of it, okay? We're gonna come to class and we're gonna go through it again and we're gonna do this together with the metaphorical hand holding and the metaphorical spoon feeding, yes? but I need for you to have already viewed it. It's not cool for you to walk in and expect us to give you all the answers because we've all watched it twice and this is the first time you're watching it. So, you know, when your parents aren't home, you're gonna schedule a low key party and it's a viewing party of this beautiful documentary that's gonna change your whole entire life. So far, so good? Yes. If you have Netflix, it's just on Netflix, go and watch it. But the one on Netflix is a PG-13, okay? So, but I wrote a grant to get access to, to the company's version of this that's PG, just in case you're sensitive like that, even though this is a college class and we don't have to be sensitive about those things. I thought we would be anyway, just in case you're precious, okay? So, um, the, there's an option that's, that's shorter than the original. It's a 40 minute option and if you go into the week four module, freaking hate these computers, they're the worst. I think it's an hour, 20 minutes longer. That's not, that's 
It's it's interesting too. Like it's not boring. It's not a boring documentary. Um, I'm gonna we'll I'm gonna let you find out. I don't want to. I'm pretty sure that's the Facebook one, right? I've heard it's really good. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Okay. My dad made this like a family assignment. It was so <laughs> so did I. He told me to watch it. Yeah. You didn't. Well, guess what? You can tell your dad now that it's an assignment now. Okay. Hey, listen. Look up here. Here is the link. Here is the, I, I wrote a grant to get this available to you so you don't have to buy a Netflix subscription if you don't have it. So here's the link to the full, oh, it's 90 minutes, sorry. It's 90 minutes, huge. That's a PG-13 one though, so, right? So here's the link to that and then you need this password. Don't add any spaces in there. And then the shortened version that's PG if you're, if you're precious. And then you, want, you go to this link and you use this code. I think yeah. you'll be fine with the shorter version. The so shorter version has, is it just condensed all the important stuff? I think so. I'm not going to tell you what to do, man. I want you to follow your heart. But what would, if you were in my <laughs> shoes right now, what would you probably do? I don't want to answer that. I feel like it depends on how interesting it is. Like, watch the first few minutes, and if oh, yeah. it's good, you could go for it. Oh, yeah. yeah. My heart says go with the shorter one. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta follow your heart. That's all I'm saying, you guys. You gotta follow your heart. So, this documentary will be the first source. So, once you watch the documentary and you fill out this page, one of your three sources, it's done, right? Yeah. Two questions. So, we're filling this out in class, right? Like for this documentary next time. Okay. So, and how detailed do you want our blank note paper to be? Like, what are you expecting me to come with just because I don't want to? Look at my eyes. I don't make assignments for things that aren't required by Weber State. That's the end of it. It's not an assignment. I want you to follow your heart. What do you think is going to set you up best? The assignment is to watch it. I'm not looking at your notes. Okay? Yeah. I have the same question. Like, do of, you? We're, of course we're going to watch it, but like, what is like, what are we going to use? Like, what should we be focusing on? The better. So, what you're focusing on is what did I say? The ethos. ethos, pathos, logos. Okay, so right. make our notes on that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Does that mean just like finding examples of that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That'll make your life go a lot easier in class. Okay. You what? My little puppet. I'm so sorry if you can all hear it. We all got to have a fidget toy. I undo paper clips the whole time I'm sitting here teaching, so. All got to have a fidget. Especially on bad news day like today. <laughs> I mean, really? Okay. So here's what we're going to do, friends. That was the bad news, okay? The good news is that I promise you I'm real good at getting children through this process, okay? I'm real good at it. Just follow the process and you're going to be fine. Imad, focus. Follow the process. I guess it was her fault too, but you're just in my eye line and she's not. I get it. It's she's both of you. But she is a nodder. It, makes, it means a lot to me. That's all I'm saying. Also, my best friend's name is Ellie. So I was predisposed to like her, and well, it's just, the world's not know. fair. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> okay, listen, we got to go. <laughs> no. Nope. I had a funny thing to say, and I'm adulting right now, and so we are going to focus. Say it. Nope. Why? Because we're focusing. Yeah, you have something you want to say. I know. It is unfair. Okay, so look. So we're going to, here's what we're going to do. Before you watch this documentary, I want you to know what you're looking for. So take a look at this white sheet. We're going to fill this out together. Yes, it's an assignment. Now look at me. Oh, look at me. Look at me in my eyes. 
You're filling this one out by hand. But if I have mentioned your handwriting in any comments previously, you are fired from writing these three, the ones for these three, by hand. You're fired. You're doing it digitally, and that's the end of it. But you're filling this one out by hand, but the rest are typed, and the conversation's over. If I've asked you to type it, and you don't type it, I'm not grading it. Yeah? What if I prove myself with this? I'm open. I'm open to it. Do I have to type it? Have I, what, what do your comments say? Because I guarantee you've read all the comments. Right? Okay. Let's go. Okay, ready? Okay, ready? Are we ready? Listen. <laughs> you don't want Gangster Hernandez to come out. She's not pretty. She's not pretty. Okay, listen. We are going to look for in this, we're going to look for whether or not this, so we're going to watch a mini documentary. We're going to look for whether or not this documentary exhibits bias. What is bias? What is bias? Yeah. It's like the favoring of Right. Their own opinion is apparent. They're not offering both sides of stuff. Okay. If it, if it mentions bias, if you're taking a look at this yellow page, I'm yellow. Oh, phew, I just had an aneurysm. Uh, this white page right here, right? We're going to look at the author bias. We're going to look at the author's primary purpose. Is there a purpose to inform us or is there a purpose to persuade us of something? Okay. Um, what's the author's educational background? When you fill these out, you will be expected to look up the author's educational background. That means Google it, right? Then the name of the media outlet or publisher. Then the so what and who cares, and I'll explain to you what that is. And the big picture and all the MLA information. And then take a look at the back. We're looking at being able to articulate what their thesis is for their documentary. I don't know, have you done that before? I don't know, have you practiced? Oh yeah, I've set you up for it, you're gonna be fine. So then, you gotta find the ethos, pathos, and logos. Their use of ethos, pathos, and logos in their communication, okay? So far so good? Okay, let's do it. Here's our documentary. So we're filling out this paper. Not yet, you're just watching the documentary now. I usually watch videos going on YouTube because on YouTube I can see like everything. So again, this is not the social dilemma, this is a practice mini documentary that we're using to make sure you understand the expectations going forward. Okay. Will you shut that door for me? Thank you. I usually watch videos going on YouTube because on YouTube I can see like everything I want and on TV you don't always see what you want to see so. It's either you get online and I go through my television to watch something. I'm always on my laptop so I really, I mostly watch stuff on my laptop. I haven't had a TV in about three years. Everything I watch is on my computer. It's all online. With more than 3 billion views a day on YouTube alone, there is a huge audience gathering around online video. Six out of seven internet users in the US watch online video every month. Nathan? In April alone, America has watched 30 billion clips. Other Nathan? Totaling 253,000. 652 years of video. That's like watching 1 billion full-length movies. That's up nearly 80% from last year. This year, for the first time, people reported spending the same number of hours online as watching television, around 13 hours a week. As the younger generation grows up, this shift will become even more pronounced. A third of people under the age of 25. So, Watching that, my first question to you is, are, is there a purpose to inform or to persuade? Persuade, persuade what? 
Watch YouTube. Not just watch YouTube, though. What else? Share videos. To create on YouTube. To use video as your platform to share your content. Does that make sense? So it was not informative. They made it seem like they were being informative until these last two seconds. Am I right? Yes. Right. And did you notice in there, there was a study that said, a study done by YouTube and somebody else, right? Like, it's, it's by YouTube, about YouTube, for YouTube, right? So it's, it's questionable in terms of its bias, right? So is it biased? Yeah. Why? It's trying to promote itself. That's more about their purpose, is to promote, right? To persuade. What do they want? Yeah. The, I like noticed like they were kind of bragging about it. Like, a lot of time they were kind of saying a lot of negative things about it and mm -hmm. why you should, like, and how you know online is becoming so much more popular. Like, rather do this than that. Right, but what are they not representing then? Because when we're talking about bias, it means that they didn't <coughs> represent all sides of an argument. <coughs> yeah. They didn't have a single person that like said that they watched. Right. And they also didn't have a single person that said that YouTube can be the worst, which we all know that it can, right? Like, there are downsides to it, which they did not represent, for sure, right? Well, unless you have YouTube Premium, because you're a baller like me. Do you know what I'm saying? So, listen, I'm not a baller, but my husband is, so there's that. So, uh, what's that? That's true. You have to sit there and wait. And it feels like you're being held hostage. Well, okay. Okay. So we talked about the bias. So when you're writing on this paper, I'm looking for an in-depth explanation of the bias and an in-depth explanation of what their purpose is. Don't just say their purpose was to persuade and move on. You tell me how you know that and tell me what specifically about the text makes you think that. And for the bias, don't say, yes, there was author bias evident. Tell me what, why it was evident and what the bias was. Yeah? Are we skipping the like, source title type? No, nope, we're getting to that. So we're writing on this paper now. So first write about the bias and the purpose, because that's the most noticeable thing here for now. Bias and purpose. So we are writing on this paper. got going on here. This paper? Like oh, we're not even there yet, dear. Let's just focus on the baby steps. So like months? No. Like weeks? Yes. How many weeks? You're going to be fine. Just, just follow the process. <laughs> so how many weeks? <laughs> yes. <laughs> The full, the full layout of the class is on Canvas, if you have noticed, it's there. So if you want to know exactly how long it's up there. The, the what? The What's that? There's one on Canvas, too, that is day by day. Yeah, that one's helpful. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I look at. The one with the dates and yeah. has the times. That's the only one I'm looking at. Okay, so the next thing we should talk about is... The author's educational background, I would expect you to look that up. We're not going to right now, right? Uh, just leave it. Just leave it. And then next, we have the MLA information, which means that you're going to need to actually go to the actual, I have this on a streamable website for you to view through Canvas, but you'd actually need to access the actual source on YouTube in order to get the citation information. 
So we're going to go there now and we're going to find that info. So there's a special citation information page for MLA for citing YouTube videos. So I'm going to help you with that today. You're not going to cite many YouTube videos in this class, but you may choose to use it as a source for your lit review. Bless you. So here's the actual source on the YouTube page, and I want to direct your attention to the information, the additional information about the source. That's where we're going to find our citation information here. Okay? So wherever you're at with the beautiful explanations that you're doing for your bias and your purpose, scooch over to the far right-hand column. That's your MLA column. I do expect for you to perfectly format every component that you write here perfectly in MLA with zero mistakes. That includes the punctuation that goes with that component. And that's not being scary or mean, well maybe a little, but it's mostly to help you. So when you do put this citation together, you're not wondering what's where, it's all here for you. Okay? My goal for you is to have this paper be your one stop. So as you're writing this big mama paper, you don't need to go back into the source and dink around and like fast forward and pause, right? All the information you need to write this paper is on this paper. And so if you do this paper well, you never go back to it, right? You just have your information here. So for the name of the source, so you look all the way at the top here where it says source title, that needs to be formatted in MLA formatting. So a title of this nature needs to be in quotation marks. So you would put for the title of this, you would put the title that's listed here in quotation marks, capitalize <coughs> each word. So I, I got to see you write it on there. Yeah. And that's the, the No, at the very, very top of your page, the very first box is source title in MLA. It's okay. So you're going to write YouTube VAB research video 2011, period, close quotations. So you have to put the punctuation in. So are you writing? Are you writing on this? What's going on? Are you? Oh, okay. So we're scooching over to the MLA right now. Just pause on the bias for now. I just want to make sure you. The MLA part is the one that people just beef all the time. Okay. So we're going to do the source title. So it is in quotation marks. YouTube VAB research video 2011. Close quotation marks. But the period for that component in MLA goes inside the quotation marks. Make sure that's there. I will mark you down if it's not. The punctuation has to be there. Yes, dear? Can we capitalize all of VAB or just All of VAB. Okay. Period, close quotation. So then over here on the far right hand side of the MLA, who or what is the author or authors? It's not YouTube. Look specifically. Vimeo is, is kind of the streamable website. The, the Vimeo is the website that they're they're going through. So look at the production company. What's that? So it's YouTube Next Labs, that's the author. 
So in the author space, right, YouTube, next labs, just as it is. If it were an author with two names, you would do last name, comma, first name. But the, in, in this case, the author is an organization, so you just write it as is. So it should be YouTube, NetLabs, and then what component in MLA? It's in the gray part. I tell you what, what punctuation you need in the gray part. What punctuation comes after the author's name? Period. Period. Can you yeah. Yeah. And then is the L capitalized? Yes. Yes. That's always just exactly how they write it? Unless it's like all the characters. Yes. That's right. Unless it's an author name, and in that in that way you switch the names, last name, comma, first. Yeah. It looks like next, next. Yeah. So if they write like what seems correct, unless it's super not capitalized, yeah, or if it's all in all caps, yeah, you can assume, yeah. Okay, so scooch down. We have the container, journal, book, or website title. What's the container for a YouTube video? It's YouTube itself. And in, that, and in this case, a video's title, it's the container that's italicized. So in the space where it says container slash journal slash website title, you're going to put YouTube. And you've got to tell me that you know that it's italicized. How do you spell italicized? You just follow your heart. I'm not going to grade you on that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, yeah. It's yeah. phonetic though, yeah. Um, okay. So, what component, what punctuation comes after the, the container component? Comma. So you have to have the comma with it, or I'm going to mark it wrong, not because I don't like you, but because I'm trying to help you, right? There's no volume number or issue number, but there is a publication date. What's the publication date? Look carefully. It's not 2011. 2011 is the title, but it was republished and re-uploaded when? The most recent upload was October 7th, 2017. So that's the date we use. Here's the thing though, in MLA, we don't write the date in the order up there. We go day, month, year. So it's seven oct, period. We abbreviate dates in MLA, but not APA. So seven oct, and then 2017. That goes in publication date on the far right hand side where it says publication date. Seventeen. So what what punctuation comes after the date component? Make sure the comma's in there. Wait, a comma. So it should say, so under the publication date, here's what it should say. Seven, space, oct, period, space, 2017, comma. <laughs> Is there going to be a page range? I sure hope not, unless you're real confused, right? And then the database, there is no database for this. You'll only have a database if you're using Weber State's journal database, which you're not even there yet, so don't worry about it. Just put NA in database, issue number, and volume number. And then you know that when you do create, when you do do a citation, you would need a digital link or a digital address or a URL because it was a digital source, right? And then the in-text citation for a YouTube video is a little funky. You put the name of the author, which in this case is YouTube Next Labs, 
that goes in the parentheses. And then normally we would put the page number in there, but there's no page numbers. What would we put instead of a page number if we were referencing a specific point in the video? The timestamp. Yeah, the timestamp. So it would be something like 3 colon 38. But you don't, you can just put a little, you can just put timestamp and then put a little arrow where you know that it goes. So I know that you know that it goes there. Okay. In the, the, the in-text citation? Yeah, you just have to follow your heart to fit it all in there. You know what I'm saying? It is. Every day is about following your heart. <laughs> so your whole life should be. So turn this paper over. We're going to talk about ourselves some ethos, pathos, and logos. It's going to change your life, right? And remember, at the end of a URL goes a period, too, but we'll talk about that later. Okay, so turn the white paper over. We're going to come back to the so what, who cares, big picture. You're going to learn about that in chapter 7. It's going to blow your mind. It won't blow your mind. Okay. I know. It's, yeah. Just keep telling yourself, this is the best textbook. Comparatively, this is the best textbook. There's just so much worse. There's so much worse out there. It's, I think it's delightful. I find it helpful, but whatever. Not the worst, yeah. right? Like the, it's just Inside. easy under like language, right? You know, and that, it makes it easier to understand. I know, Chapter right? Okay, so now we have to come up with the thesis of their work. The thesis, right? But remember, a thesis has two components. It, comp it it's right. It's why the concept matters and how the concept is completed or addressed. Right? So what do you think their thesis is for this video? Why? Why does it matter? Because, because they're YouTube. They're YouTube, yeah. But what's the point of YouTube? Right, but they're not saying, they're not coming out and saying use YouTube. They're saying the way that the world gets its information is changing. You be a part of that change. That's propaganda, right? By using YouTube. There you go. That's the how. Yep. I think I should get a tell on my, uh, my past thesis is No, they are not. <laughs> they are not. <laughs> okay, so the way the world is accessing its information is changing. Be a part of that change is changing. That's a semicolon, by the way. Semicolon. Be a part of that change by creating on YouTube and watching YouTube. That's it. The way the world accesses its information is changing. Be a part. Oh no, semicolon. Yeah, we're going for semicolon today. But a thesis doesn't have to be an official one sentence. It's nice if it is, but if you got to separate it into two, there's no law against it. No law against it. Yeah. I thought it was 100% has to be one sentence. Yeah, me too. And it like worried me because I'd be like writing my. You're like I can't. The sweat. Sounds so horrible. Listen, as long as you have the components in it, I'm not focused on how badly you wrote it. Sure. I just need to know that the ideas are in there. You know what I'm saying? The okay. On my chapters and well, you also <laughs> phoned in other boxes, and I think you know that. What does that mean? You just read the comments on your actual assignments. I read one. And of then them. you know. Chuck, that helped me a lot. Of my yeah, it's, huh? it's true. That, that's good advice. What he's saying. Just. 
Stop. Let's do that. Yep, do that. <laughs> okay. Um, so when you talk about, then what you would do is you would take whatever you said their thesis was, then you would go in and find a quote. You guys are going to miss this information because you're just openly chatting. Okay, so whatever they said their thesis was, you need to find an exact quote from their piece that exemplifies your thesis, right? A great way to exemplify that is YouTube, your audience is here. That's a great quote, right? You just put the timestamp, which is 3 colon 36, and you're all set. 3 colon 36. It just said YouTube, your audience is here. We're not going to focus on that so much, the, the formatting as the content. I just need to know that you know what information goes where on this paper. The title? Oh, 3 colon 36. I was like, no. Okay. No. Yes, we're going to do it, guys. We're going to make it. So now we need to talk about the meat of this paper is the rhetoric. It's the ethos, pathos, and logos of this piece, which I think you're going to find really easy. Keep in mind that Weber State wants you to focus not just on the words that are being said, but the way the information is being presented, or in other words, the rhetoric of the audio and visual choices. You have got to know how to analyze those things. We did a lot of that when we analyzed those commercials in class, right? What's going on, ma'am? You gotta contain yourself as a college class, ma'am. Um, okay, so for ethos, how do you think that this video exhibited ethos, right? Yeah. Um, well, there were like, they had examples where they were like sharing YouTubers, like their videos like get this much views and like they had more people oh, watching yeah. than like this. Mm -hmm. So they were using the famous people's name to like show like how these people, like how more people are coming to watch YouTube than TV. Perfection. What he said. Yeah. And another one's like YouTube itself, is it? YouTube has its own ethos. It's just that it's as ubiquitous as Under Armour, like we talked about during the commercial day, right? Maybe we might not trust YouTube, but we definitely know it and we definitely use it. It's definitely a part of our lives, right? There's a lot of credibility in that. So ethos is, how, did, how were they trustworthy? How was the information trustworthy? So what else did we use for ethos in this? Yeah. Right. It wasn't just YouTube saying the stuff. It was individual humans saying the stuff. There's a lot of ethos in testimonials is the word. Yeah. Sure, that's fine. You wouldn't put that in your paper, yeah, but it can be fine here. Yes, exactly. For ethos. We're doing several different ethos pieces. You got to have several different ones in each little box there. Absolutely. As long as you're detailed, as long as I can, it's the information's thorough, it doesn't matter if you put it in prose or bullet points. They use their own study. If anything, I think that would make them not credible, but whatever. But does that fall under, like, ethos? It's, it's like Logos is the study, right? Okay. But you're saying, yeah, YouTube did it? Sure. Yeah, a, a study done by YouTube, you can say that that's credible. Sure. 
So then we go move down to logos. I think the primary rhetorical appeal here was logos, right? Why? Logos is facts, it's data, it's research, and well-organized arguments. So what logos was used? There's tons and tons of data, tons and tons of specific information that really made sense because of why? Why did that, if somebody was just reading that data to you, it wouldn't have made nearly as much sense as you watching it, right? So how did they present that data? Animation. Right, animation, and they made the information flow in such a way that it was easy for you to digest the numbers that they were throwing at you pretty rapidly, right? So they were giving a lot of data, but they also presented the data using the animation in a very logical and digestible way. So there's a lot of logos in that for sure. How would you write what you just said? Because you said like you nailed it by the I always nail it though, hon. You just gotta try to put it right into your <laughs> And the data. The data itself is logos, but showing the data in uh, easy to digest way is also logos, right? What other appeals to logic did they use in this? Right. It was kind of like their individual brand of using YouTube, right? So you have the lady with the <coughs> husband, and she's like, I use it for how-tos, right? So the, every different people had a logical reason for why they turned to YouTube first. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of like, they kind of made us like able to like, relate to the people because there's like all ages, not they have super old people, but they got a pretty broad range of ages. But when it talks about relatability, is that logo? What would it be? Path there you go. Oh, shoot. Anybody else? Logos? Yeah. So when Adam was saying like how it talked about like 20 million people tuned to this guy's channel, that's it's equal to Sunday Night Football. Is that Logos too? Absolutely it's Logos too. And what's, what you'll find is there are, if, it's, if an appeal is done well, it's all three all the time, right? And the fact that they mentioned Sunday Night Football and The Biggest Loser, those are two different audiences most of the time. So they're using pathos by trying to show that shows that it would appeal to different subsets of humanity. They have it all there, right? So that's pathos too. So that one moment that he suggested could be all three, depending on how you analyze it. Exactly, yes, yes. So we've talked a lot about logos. Let's talk about some pathos. Liam, for sure, that's for sure. The people that they interviewed weren't all of one race or age group, right? They were very diverse. And the message in that was, if it's for them, it's also could be for anyone, and it could be for me. Right? Another really interesting pathos choice is when they said, YouTube, your audience is here. They didn't say one's audience is here or the audience is here. They said your audience is here, right? There's a lot of personalization in that. And the message is, whatever your audience is, whatever kind of weirdo you are, right? If you look at my <laughs> video <laughs> suggestions. <laughs> Mostly Game of Thrones. I'm super obsessed with, I don't watch Sister Wives, but I'm super obsessed with analysis of Sister Wives. I can't get enough of it. It is a bunkers to me. So anyway, yeah. My watches Sister Wives, so I only get my details directly through her. Crazy. The what? The Kill Count videos. I totally have. The Kill Count videos for Game of Thrones are, right? Okay. 
So we've talked about ethos, pathos, logos. A little more pathos, again, would be, you know, those testimonials are both credibility and an emotional appeal, right? So there's a lot to analyze here, even in just like a three-minute video. Just imagine how much ethos, pathos, and logos there will be in your 40 to 90-minute documentary, right? So there's going to be a lot to analyze. That's what you're taking notes on. Um, so you would pull a quote that exemplified the ethos, that exemplified the pathos and the logos, and then you would put a timestamp for each of those. If you're reading a source, you would just put a page number for, for where you're referencing that quote, right? The goal is for you to pull enough quotes that you can just go write your paper from this paper, not from the source itself, right? Yeah. So if you're like ever using a website, you don't have to put any page number or anything because there's not usually any? No. So it's just the authors? We'll talk about that, but that's a really important point. But I don't want to confuse people today, but yes, we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, and so this paper, right, I've watched you fill it out. I'm giving you credit for it, right? I just wanted to go over this to make sure you know what I'm expecting. Remember that on the MLA part, right, I'm expecting perfect formatting, capitalization, and the punctuation that goes with that component. Here in this section, I'm expecting, don't just say to persuade, right? You have to tell me what and why for every single answer you put here. And I'm not doing that to be mean. I'm doing it so you can write your paper so easily and you can follow your heart right from this page. Right? Yes, dear. We're, you're not handing this in. I'm giving you credit because I watched you do it with mine eyes. Yes? Well, then you're just going to lose out when it comes time to grading it. It was unnecessary. Yeah. Oh, so the so what, who cares? The so what, who cares part is going to be explained in your reading tonight or before next class. But you'll want to know that I need at least two who cares and then the so what for each of those who cares in that. So be, be, know that I need at least two, not just one. Okay? Are we only mm -hmm. doing chapter seven over the weekend? And watching the documentary. Okay. Taking notes. I'm dying. I wonder if there was a light in the corner of my screen while I played it. No. This is a college class, man. You keep trying to short out. Why are you taking it if you're not going to do it, man? So yeah. I get a choice so over, I take with the, um, since we didn't have the page range and like database info, do we end our publication date with the no, you're going to end it with your the URL oh, and yes. then the period. That is right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're skipping chapter six. I'm not trying to assign anything that's not 100% necessary. That's it. We're skipping it. We don't need it. Yeah. You follow your heart if you want to read it. Say again. Yep, and I'm gonna I'm about to go right over and give you credit for it right now. Mm -hmm. Who was absent? Um, what's his bucket? Nathan was absent from this period, and then oh, I forget his name. He's blonde. Football. No, we have two Nathans in this class. Other Nathan. What's your last name? Yeah, it was other Nathan. No, we have two Nathans. I have three total Nathans and two in this class. I don't know right now, and that would require me to get up, and I don't want to. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to this recording. Everybody say bye.